It's good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. What a blessing to be able to study God's Word with all of our listeners. We appreciate you so much tuning in to Search the Scriptures. We're thankful that you listen. We know that many of you listen daily or close to it. Others, as you have the opportunity, and then there are always new listeners. We're thankful for every single one of you, and every single one of you is an encouragement to us. We see this program, this ministry, as an opportunity for us to serve God, to strive to bring Him glory as we try to open up His Word and communicate it effectively and accurately on a wide-scale basis to as many as are listening on that particular day. We're thankful for that opportunity, and we pray that we're meeting that challenge and that we are being faithful and true to the mission that God has given us to spread the gospel throughout all the world. We hope that if you are an individual who needs to come closer to God, that as you study with us in this program from day to day, that as you learn his word, your faith in him will grow, and that as you understand his will more effectively and clearly, that you will come closer and closer to him, and that ultimately you'll make that right decision and come to follow him his way. That is our prayer, and we do pray for you diligently and regularly. It's good to be here to study today with Dennis Stackhouse, Dwayne Kennedy. Dwayne, good to be back with you today. Thank you, Gary. It's good to be in this study with you and with Dennis. Appreciate the opportunity again to study with our listeners. And I invite you, if you are listening and have seen a Church of Christ in the area, Go and be in the fellowship with that congregation and learn from the Bible as you have come to rely on with us. If you are a frequent listener, we are here to study with you and help you to draw nearer to God. And we believe, at least we hope, that they will do the same. You can also take advantage of the things that we offer on this program, as well as on the Internet at www.churchofchrist.com. Dot com. Please take advantage of those study tools as well, for we are here to glorify God, and we invite you to do the same, studying his word. Dennis? Thank you, Duane and Gary. I'm certainly pleased to be with you both on the program today, as always. Another great opportunity to get into God's word together, share the truth he's recorded with all of those who are listening. And if you are tuned in to search the scriptures today, we thank you for doing so. We know that for many of you, you do this in a purposeful way. You look forward to the program, and we certainly appreciate that. Boy, what a wonderful thing we have in terms of access to God's Word in this country. Amen. I mean, you, know, you think about what you mentioned, Dwayne, the Internet that we have available to us, and it's just almost unimaginable that someone halfway around the world could listen to this program. It's just amazing to think about that. The technology is just remarkable. And from what it seems, we're just kind of on the cutting edge of that. Uh, there's a lot more coming down the road very quickly, I think. But how blessed we are to have such opportunities as that, to be able to preach the gospel, not just here in Omaha or Council Bluffs or Kansas City or wherever it might be, uh, that the station is being heard, but also through that internet to preach it literally all around the world. Indeed. Boy, we're blessed. And thank God for that opportunity. Amen. And it is rather staggering to think about. Oh. Now, these opportunities 
have only been here for the Lord's Church a relatively few number of years mm -hmm. to have such ready access and such a wide-scale basis, uh, you know, and, and really for such, you know, a low fee to be able to do that. Yes. And there have been radio programs that have been broadcast, you know, around the world in the past, but you'd have to pay the different stations and the broadcast companies and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that's still being done. Mm -hmm. But through the Internet, by archiving the, these programs uh, on a weekly basis, listeners can tune in all over the world 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and they can catch this program. They mm -hmm. can listen to it yes. wherever they are. And pick up a number of topics mm -hmm. and uh, listen to those and benefit from them. Yes. yes, yes. They can also avail themselves, as you said, of of all kinds of different sermons that are there and, and read different articles that are spiritually focused. It, it, boy, it's, the, the availability is just incredible. The opportunity is just almost mind-staggering. Mm -hmm. you know? Now, let's get into the concluding section of this study on spiritual heart surgery. We're talking about our spiritual condition and we're referring to it as our spiritual heart. The scriptures repeatedly talk about believing God with all of our heart or following him with, from the heart, singing praises unto him from the heart, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord, and on and on and on. So we're, we're talking about a scriptural concept. Now we're not talking about our physical heart. We keep emphasizing that. That's a, that's a physical organ. What we're talking about is that, that spiritual being within us yes. from our heart. Now, certainly our mind is connected with that, but it's not just our mind either. It is that spiritual uh, being within us with sincerity, with the depth, with an identity, uh, and, and spiritually focused. Now, we've talked about how medical science has made such strides to treat and ensure our physical hearts, ensure healthy heart, uh, good heart health, and, and even to repair unhealthy hearts and even replace them in some cases, radical situations. That's wonderful. Well, we're talking about spiritual heart disease and that is evidenced by people who are living lives that are in sin, that are unfaithful to God, that are not in keeping with what he has laid out for us in his word. That indicates a spiritually unhealthy heart. And that needs to be corrected. And so we've, we've talked about that truth. It is from the heart that one believes unto righteousness, Romans 10 and verse 10. It must be from the heart that we obey God, Ephesians 6, 6 through 8. How can we purify our hearts, James 4 and verse 8, by drawing near to God, right. coming to him in the way that we need to come. If we have not been a Christian, we need to come to him through Jesus Christ in surrender of our lives as we're baptized into Christ for the remission of our sins. If we're a Christian who has stumbled back into sin, we need to come back to God in repentance and seek God's forgiveness in prayer. But if we're living that evil life, if we're living that sinful life, that's indicative of spiritual heart disease. So what we want to do in our concluding program in this study 
is look at Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Now, we just introduced this in our last program right at the end. We want to come back and look at this in some depth because herein lays God's plan for spiritual heart surgery. Dwayne, how about reading that for us? For this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask for or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. The first element in spiritual heart surgery that is listed for us here, and this, this particular text is written to Christians who have, who have primarily, who have uh, uh, had some problems with their, their spiritual heart health. Right. And so he's saying, for this reason, I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. The first element that's laid out here is prayer. Yes. Mm -hmm. If we've got a problem, especially as a Christian, we need to be praying to God mm -hmm. for help, for insight, for wisdom, and for direction. We certainly need to be praying for him for, to, to him for forgiveness, don't we? Yes, certainly. If we turn to James chapter 1 and verse 5, we read about our need to be specific in prayer. How does that read, Dennis? If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. What is specifically asked for there? Wisdom. Wisdom. Mm -hmm. If you lack wisdom, ask of God. Mm -hmm. You know, some people may really not know how to pray very well. That's true. They may not have practiced prayer very much in their lives. Mm -hmm. And they may be at something of a loss. Well, how do I pray? What do I say? Some people may feel like there's some special prayer language that they need to be in tune with. Right. And that's not the case, is it? No. You need to just talk to God. Talk to God. Mm -hmm. That's right. Now, you need to pray through Christ, but you need to talk to God. And if, you're, if you need wisdom to know how to deal with a particular situation in your life, if you're struggling spiritually, ask for God's wisdom yes. for his understanding. Be specific. Dwayne, how about reading James chapter 5 and verse 16? Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, I think we need to realize that we also need to be emphatic in prayer. Yes. We could look at a whole lot of passages, and we've done this to some extent in past programs. But in, in Luke chapter 18 and verse 1, Jesus taught that we ought always to pray 
we need to be a praying people if we're going to be followers of God. Persistence. Persistence, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17, mm -hmm. Paul tells us to pray without ceasing. Yes, he does. And in Colossians 4 and verse 2, we're told to be vigilant in prayer. Mm -hmm. Vigilant. Boy, I like that term. Very active. Very active. And again, focused and persistent. So if we want to figure out, okay, how do I come back to God if I'm struggling as a Christian, if I'm struggling spiritually, get down on your knees to begin with. Ask for God's guidance. Now, coming back to Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 16, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. We need to be strengthened. Yes. We need to be praying to God for that spiritual strength. Now, how does that happen? How do we get stronger spiritually? Through the study and practice of God's word in our life. We do. It's, it's not a magical formula, is it? No. It's not a secret formula either. No. <laughs> no not not hidden away in some secret vault no, someplace. No. We need to get into the word. Mm -hmm. We keep saying in this program that there is a simple avenue to faith. Yes. What is that, Dennis? Well, Romans 10 verse 17 tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. That's right. I think that's probably something of a revelation to a lot of people. It may be. Because I think a lot of people don't really understand where faith comes from. Yes. For some of them, I'm afraid they have the idea that it's kind of like a virus out there or a bacteria. Mm -hmm. And they come in contact with it and then all of a sudden, wow, I've got faith. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Not how it happens. No, it really doesn't. Uh, you know, and that's a good analogy to use, Gary. It's uh, if you look at Christianity in a broad scale, we can say that Christianity is not caught, it's taught. Yes. And yes. that teaching comes through God's word. That bothers a lot of people, though, the idea that Christianity is taught, mm -hmm. faith is learned, mm -hmm. is garnered through studying God's word. They want it somehow to be, you know, just automatic or, mm -hmm. or just somehow given to them, land on them imposed upon them. That's not the way it works. No. No. Teaching the gospel is God's plan. Pure it and is. simple. It, it really is. When Jesus was ready to ascend back to heaven, he, he gave the commission to the, to the apostles, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. That's right. Mark 16 and verse 15. Mm -hmm. That's it. Mm -hmm. Faith comes by hearing the word of God. Now, Dennis, how about reading in Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to his glorious power, for all patience and long-suffering with joy. In that last verse there, verse 11, strengthened with all might. Mm -hmm. What kind of strength is he talking about? 
Is it physical strength? Not at all. He's talking about a spiritual strength. Spiritual strength. Mm -hmm. And notice how he lays out the course to that spiritual strength. Growing in knowledge. Mm -hmm. Back in verse 9, we prayed that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will mm -hmm. in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. And based upon that, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. How can we walk worthy of the Lord? How can we walk pleasingly before the Lord if we don't know how to do that? Yes. Knowledge of God's word is central to our being able to be what we ought to be spiritually. That's right. And as we gain that knowledge and as we implement it, apply it properly to our lives, then we're strengthened with all might mm -hmm. according to his glorious power. Well, let's come back to Ephesians chapter 3, and let's move on to verses 17 and 18. So prayer, that's, that's a key element. Prayer is a key element, and that we need to be strengthened in our inner man. That's spiritually speaking. Verses 17 and 18, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height. We need to be grounded in our spiritual lives. We need to let Christ dwell in our hearts through faith. Again, that's not going to happen just by somehow looking up toward the sky and saying, Lord, come into my heart. Right. Or even necessarily by praying the prayer. That happens as we turn our lives over to him actively through repentance and obedience. Mm -hmm. It's as James put it in uh, James 4, verses 7 and 8 that we've previously looked at, we need to submit to God, number one. Yes. And that includes our obedience to his commands. And then in verse 8, we draw near to him. Yes. Again, through a study of those commands. Absolutely. Faith, again, comes by hearing the word of God. Romans 10 and verse 17. Amen. We need to let Christ dwell in our hearts through faith. We've got to become stronger in our faith. That's what this program is about. Mm -hmm. yes. Trying to help people develop real, not just something called faith, but real faith, saving faith. And that's only going to come through a study of God's word. Now, Dwayne, how about reading 2 Timothy 2 and verse 15? Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Why does that worker not need to be ashamed? Because they are diligent in self-preparation and study of God's word. And thereby, they're able to handle God's word properly. They properly understand it and make the proper applications of it to their lives. Now, there's something else, Dennis. It's more, it takes more than just knowing the truth. You know, a whole lot of people know what they ought to do. They do. They don't do it. That's right. Now, what did Jesus say in John 14 and verse 15? If you love me, keep my commandments. And again in verse 21. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And again in verse 23. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, 
And we will come to him and make our home with him. So we must obey what we learn to be the truth of God's word. That's right. We need to obey it in our lives. And we have to accept that as the passage describes, God defines how he is loved. And it's not just some feeling that we might have for him or just some saying that we have latched onto and made ourselves believe. I feel like I have a love relationship with God. The Bible teaches that we show our love to God, that we in fact love God by obeying his word. Yes. Now, let's come back and tie up this text on spiritual heart surgery in Ephesians 4, chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. In verse 17 again, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love. And again in verse 19, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. We have got to develop the love of Christ. Now, let me hasten to, to emphasize this is different from love for Christ. We've got to develop the love of Christ in our hearts. We've got to implement that in our lives. And as you said, Dennis, or rather Dwayne, it, it's not just saying, oh, I love the Lord. Oh, I have this great feeling. I know I've got faith. I know I walk with the Lord. No, you don't know if you walk with the Lord unless you know that you're walking by his teachings. Yes. And that properly applying those teachings demonstrates true love. And that's what Dennis read earlier mm -hmm. when Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm -hmm. Now, the last point in this text on spiritual heart surgery, verse 20, now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. If you're struggling in your spiritual life, God is able, if you'll let him, and if you'll work with him, God is able to change your life. He has power to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you ask or think, beyond our imaginations. But you've got to let him. You've got to turn your life over to him. You've got to submit to his will. You've got to obey his teachings. You need to become a diligent student of God's word. You need to nurture your faith by focusing your life on faithfulness. That means living by those teachings. You need to let the love of Christ become the guiding and directing force in your life. And you need to obey his teachings where you have not obeyed his teachings. And you need to pray, pray, pray for God's understanding and wisdom and guidance. We'd love to send you that free Bible study and you can study on your own how to come back to God if you've been away from him, how to come to him if you've never been with him. Won't you contact us? It's absolutely free. What could be more vital for you today to do today than contact us and ask that for that study? We hope to hear from you right away.